today slash whatever you are um, in time we are looking at uh, track 4 of Blink-182's 1999 release Enema of the State Homer Goes Away to College okay um, and we're also is looking- this a bit you're going to do for this episode I don't think which so. episode is this we haven't done the thing we usually do I just said episode 47 of pods oh fuck oh yeah <laughs> This is episode 47 of Pods. In the key, oh. Springfield. Today, we're looking at track four off Blink-182's Enema of the State, their 1999 release. Homer's going away to college. Did you say Enema of the State? Enema, that's the name of the that's album. That's the name of the album? Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we're looking at season five, episode four, Bobo Bud. What is a state enema? A state enema? <laughs> yeah, what is the state enema? Yeah, you got a state flower, state animal, what's the state enema? Oh no! I I I I think that the important concept, which perhaps you've overlooked, is that there are lots of different types of flowers and lots of different types of animals. Um, uh, here's a fun quiz for anyone playing along at home, but I'll ask it specifically to you. Can you please name the South Australian state flora and fauna? Well, the flower is like that red dealio. What's the name? It's not just called the Red Dealio. It's, uh, no, like kangaroo's pocket or something. I was walking. I, I walked past a plant the other day. And I was with my sister, who and you was 13. Said, and you said, the Red Dealio. And I said to her, India, what's the name of that plant? And she says, I don't know. And I said, well, I was hoping you would, because you're in school right now, and that's the kind of thing they teach you in school. I, I as an adult, have long forgotten whether this is called, like, Santa's Whisper or, like, the Red Billy Gum Tree or the Johnny Jackson 5 or whatever that plant is called. It's red. It's got pointy bits. I very much enjoy Santa's Whisper as not only a name for a plant, but also a name for an album. What is it, like the, the Tasmanian Devil's I, Wish? I guarantee you that there is a fucking Michael Bublé album called Santa's Whisper. <laughs> um, the, uh, no, the South Australian state flora is the Sturt Desert Pea. Sturt Desert Pea. There it is. The Red Dealio. Is the animal the... Is it a wombat? Nope. nope. It is a bird. A, bird, uh, a specific type of bird. Is it the magpie? No. It is the thing that most people will call a magpie, but it is not a magpie. It is black and white like a magpie, but it's different. And red all over. It's a newspaper. It's a newspaper mama, Peter Coombe. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, good. South Australia's national bird is Peter Coombe. <laughs> um, a no, it's not that. It's the piping shrike. The piping shrike. Okay, that's how I would typically put my fondant on a cake. Piping. Wait. Piping. Oh, piping the fondant. Sorry, I, th- I thought I thought both parts of the word were part of your joke there. Okay. Oh, I put my fondant on cake by piping a shrike. I'm like, what's the, what's the shrike bit mean? <laughs> yeah, sorry, my jokes don't have a very high shrike rate. So let's move on to The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, this week, Homer goes to college and Rose Bud. Um, uh, Homer's going away to college, track four of Animal the State. Yeah, sure. So let's, let's talk The Simpsons. So sure. Homer goes to college. For a long time, I've held this as one of my absolute favorites. I love this episode a great deal. I would say that it fucks. I did find that I laughed less this time than I usually would watching it. 
That's interesting. And I have a, I have a bit of a theory about that. Sure. My thinking, while watching these two episodes and thinking about last week's uh, episode of Pods in the Key of Springfield, is that this is the season that I'm most familiar with, I think. Mm. Watching these episodes is like coming home to a warm bed. And, you know, I sit in my bed every night, you know, softly giggling. But, you know, I'm not... Gales of la- gales of laughter are interrupting from me like a dying whale. Is Gale... Okay, hang on. So I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting a rhyme to come up there. Is Gale a noun people use for laughter? Or do you mean, like, a gale force wind of laughter yeah. is not... Uh, uh, protruding and exuding from your person. Um, yeah, I'm not exuding a gale force of wind. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to make that joke. Okay. What jokes are you going to make? Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to make... Uh, no, 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 no. What are you Googling? You've been in your phone. <laughs> it's entire recording. Oh, uh, it's a long story. Um, <laughs> okay, well, the listeners have time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, let's talk Homer Goes to College, in which Homer... Goes to college. What? Yeah, I know, right? This opens with an ode to naps. Everyone at the power plant is napping. Nick, do you nap? I don't actually nap. Um, I used to have an anti-nap stance. I've, I've, <laughs> of course you did. My my philosophy was once I'm awake, I'm awake until I'm not. Um, none of this, none of this Napping bullshit. doesn't change that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I, <clears throat> what I meant by that was... I'll go to sleep when it's time for me to go to sleep. There's no point in this, like, oh, I'll be asleep for 25 minutes. Now, fuck that. But <coughs> the other day, <coughs> I'm choking on my own bullshit. <laughs> the, uh, and, and the listeners went, it's about fucking time. <laughs> that is how you're going to die, I think. Choking on my own bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Papa, is Nick going to choke on his own bullshit and die? Well, son. <laughs> God, I hope so, son. <laughs> I would certainly imagine so. Now, I want to stop listening to this podcast and put on the ABC Radio National, son. Um, what? Uh, no, I, I actually, having said all that, I've loosened my nap stance recently. Okay. Um, uh, but I'm not quite a napster. As <laughs> in Metallica have not yet sued me. Okay, or you haven't gone an enema of the state or whatever the fuck. What band was that that did that album? Blink-182. Blink-182, okay. Or for our American listeners, Blink-182. Okay. Apparently, for some reason, Australia decided to just (laughs) not pronounce it the way that the band decided. Which, given my stance on GIF, it is interesting that I've dug down on 182, isn't it? I don't know. Isn't it? Do you want to tell me more about my nap stance? Sure, you, you you don't like napping, but you're lenient towards it. I had a nap the other night, and um, I reckon I slept for maybe 20 minutes, oh, yeah. which is not a very long nap, and I woke up at the end of that 20 minutes and had one of those things where... So, you know there's that thing where, like, you wake up and you have no idea what time it is, but also you don't have any idea whether it's morning or night, you don't know what day it is? Sure. I find it tends to happen when you're very sick. Yep. If you're very sick and you like doze off on the couch and it's like four o'clock when you doze off and you wake up and it's seven and if it's winter, the sun's starting to go down. Yeah, and you it could go be any time. Seven in the morning, seven at night, Tuesday, Friday. Mm. Um, I had one of those after a 20 minute nap, which I think is possibly a record for shortest discombobulating <laughs> sleep. 
I nap. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I'm not sure if records are being kept on that. I have to say. Well, if anyone out there is keeping records, nap records, please get in touch with us. I nap maybe once a year. Mm. It's an annual event for me. There'll just be a day like this is the day. This is the day that I'm going to have a nap. Usually because I've slept very, very poorly or I am sick or sure. very occasionally. I'll just be like, hmm, I'd really like to nap right now. And then it actually happens. I've had plenty of like lie down, close your eyes moments that haven't turned into naps. Mm. Nap is a very occasional thing for me. Which what? I um God, I hope people are I hope people tuning into this episode were wondering about whether we nap or not. I guarantee you there are some people who have gone, tell you what, napping sounds pretty fucking good right about now and they have <laughs> dozed off and zoned out. Oh, they're going to do Homer goes to college, but they're gonna tackle napping. Um but I have to say I do enjoy the feeling that mm. the intro nap sequence evokes. Mm. It is a very comforting feeling of those days where those lazy dog dangling days yeah uh when you're uh when the 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 heat because it starts off being very hot doesn't it or are they just lazy it's just i mean the sun is out the sun is out you can tell because they have their guns out (laughs) i see yeah sun's out guns out yeah exactly um yes no i think that it's um mm, i like what it evokes does your work have a head bee guy the way that the Springfield power plant does? Uh, like no. Somebody has to mind the bee. No, no, no. So uh, we see Homer being put in the in, in the basement. Yeah. With one of the guys who has like classic cartoon dumb guy voice. Yeah. Oh, what are we down here for with the brains? Um, <clears throat> have you ever met anyone who talks like that in real life? Yes. I went to school with a guy who kind of honked like a duck when he talked. You're talking about me, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if I had for years rattled out this anecdote of my of my duck honking acquaintance, and then I tell a specific story, and you're like, wait a minute. And I start laughing really hard. <laughs> Honk! And then you would know. I remember saying that specific combination of words. All these years, it was you. It was me. Yeah, well, uh, okay, so you had a honker. Yes, um, uh, but the the guy downstairs with a... I don't know what's going on with those people and that voice. I don't actually think that is uh, a real voice. Okay. Um, look, who knows, really. Um, but what was I going to say about the bee guy, head bee guy? No, yep. we, don't, we don't have a head bee guy. We have a whole bee committee. Oh, okay. A commit bee. A commit bee? Yeah, that's what we call it. Okay. Well, um, I will often be asked to mind the bee. Be asked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, exact bee. They will put me down in the basement and the bee hasn't gotten out yet, so I'm feeling pretty secure in my job. Yeah, right. Although, actually, I do want to talk about my job because this episode, Homer Goes to College, is about Homer going to college. And as you know, I work at a university. Now, look, let's, let's talk about what's happening at the moment. Sure. There are three universities where we live. Two of them have today announced that the merger they were planning has fallen apart. Negotiations mm. have fallen apart. One of them has said they don't want to do it. Mm. The other one, the one that I work at, is uh, has been proposing a massive restructure for a while now that is going to probably make a lot of people redundant. Probably, I mean, you know, they're saying it's not going to result in any jobs lost, but obviously that's a lie. And the union... Restructures tend to result in jobs being lost. Yeah, the union has just uh, managed to put a halt to all of this. The restructure is on indefinite hold while, you know, they renegotiate the terms of all this shit. Mm. 
So that's good. But, you know, the place that I work at, yeah, yeah, not great. I feel like I've complained about work a few times on this podcast. <sighs> Currently looking for a different job. Again, not going to name where I work, although the clues I'm dropping, if anyone's in Adelaide, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. Anyway, um, it's, a, it's a whole situation. That is what I would describe as not fortunate. Sure. Um, so what's up with that voice? I crossed that off. Um, uh, commit B. Oh yes, w- one more question about B. Okay, you good. say you say that you're the head B guy. Oh B. If it's a cold day, do they give you a knitted button-up jacket to wear? And is that your Cardi B? I assumed you were going to go either a beanie, or it'd be a joke about a hot cup of B. Ah, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, B goes into a lot of things. Yeah, because it rhymes with yeah. Yes, exactly. With heaps of things, really. Yeah, it rhymes with B. What? It's a, it's a letter. It's a word. Oh, yeah. have I ever told you about... Have I told you on this podcast about my favourite, like, Sesame Street song parody? Parody. Yeah, <laughs> parody. Yeah. See, it was... It's a parody of the Beatles' Let It Be, and it's someone holding a letter... B, like a big cut out letter B and singing letter B letter B letter B oh letter B and then I think I'm, I'm probably going to get this wrong but it's like um, words like boat and budgie letter B now which album is uh, letter B from <laughs> fuck <laughs> uh, isn't that from the last one uh, from the yeah maybe 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 yeah God, that's going to get off fast. <laughs> All right, let's not do that anymore. Okay, because you know part of what we do on this podcast is educate people about the BE tools. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So the <laughs> so the was... nuclear inspectors, they show up to the plant and they've got this van out there and they're, they're herding everyone into the van to do their little tests. Yes. When Homer gets into the van, there is an exact replica of his station from Sector 7G in the van. Exact. What's going on? Well, does everyone work at Homer's exact station? That's what I'm wondering. Or is the is it some sign some sign Seinfeld some <clears throat> kind of TARDIS van? I was thinking, is it a TARDIS van? I've never seen Doctor Who, but my understanding is that the it surprises me that you haven't. My understanding is I don't even know what Doctor Who is really. My students keep telling me it's good, and I keep saying ah whatever. Mm. But my understanding is the police box. You go inside there. And there's just a replica of whichever station of the nuclear plant you work at. <laughs> and that's what Doctor Who is about. I see. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I thought that the, the, the police box, which looks like a phone box, the police phone box, was bigger on the inside. That's all I know about the TARDIS. Speaking of mysterious boxes, we never find out what's in the mystery box that Mr. Burns has on his desk. I thought it was a bribe worth less than the washer and dryer. You reckon? Yes, or it could be more. It could be. Or it could be the contents of the TARDIS, I guess. You reckon? I'm not really following where you're going with Maybe this. Maybe well, I'm just, I'm just curious, you know. It's one of those things that's going to haunt me forever. What was in that mystery box? Uh, Rosebud. Am I meant to be picking up what you're putting down? I'm not putting down anything specific. I'm just uh, right, saying right. that it's haunting me that we don't know what's in that box. Now, would you take the washer and dryer or would you take the box? Um, I have a washing machine and I am opposed to drying machines. Sure. Um, I'm sure that <coughs> there are many, many countries and climates in the world in which a drying machine is necessary. Adelaide is not one of them. I do like that you refuse to use the term dryer. 
<clears throat> drying machine. Those magnificent men <laughs> with their drying machines. <laughs> I've got no need for this drying machine. Um, uh, and people sitting at home going, is he talking about like those dehydrators that people use to make their own banana chips? No, I'm not talking about the dehydrators people use to make their own banana chips. I'm talking about the drying machines. Uh, no, so I wouldn't go for that. I'd go for the box because at that point... What am I going to do with the washer and dryer? Mm. I'm going to have to put them on Gumtree and deal with all those fucking idiots on Gumtree. Yep. I don't want to deal with those Gumtree people. Or oh, sorry, Craigslist if you're an American listener. <laughs> Not Craigslist. Heaven forbid you should say the word the way it's spelled. Craigslist. Um, Jesus. Um, <laughs> you're and- at least out on specific regional <laughs> pronunciations tonight. I am. Um, and it is, I'd go for what's in the box. What would you go for? I would also go for what's in the box, but I feel like... Do you mean early 2000s Channel 9 kids yeah, TV what's show? what's in the box? In, in the, the box. box. What's, what's in, in the, the box, box today? What's in the box? <laughs> With an extraordinarily camp host. <laughs> How else are they? Da-da, da-da. What do you say? There's something in the box today. What's in the box? Yeah. Was that a bad show? I think it was... I think that what I remember that show being yeah. was remember on Play School they used to have the useful box. It was like a big cane, uh, uh, yeah, a big like wicker basket. And then if they were making, what would what would a craft project on Play School be? If they were making like four cardboard tubes stuck together with tape and then a patty pan on it, <laughs> they'd open the useful box and be like. What's in the useful box today, children? And they'd open it and be like, four cardboard tubes, a patty pan, and some tape. Papa? Fucking <laughs> tremendous. This you, is exactly what we need. Do you think the cardboard's going to be in the box today, Papa? <laughs> oh, I'd say the stage managers put the cardboard in there well and truly, little Timmy. <laughs> Were we too old for what's in the box when it was on TV. I think and yet we're both familiar with it. With the theme song. I mean, it's one of the better early 2000s Australian kids <laughs> TV early theme 2000s. songs. Early 2000s. Would have been like fifteen. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we both have younger daughters, <laughs> sisters. <laughs> Typically, daughters are younger. <laughs> Let's get that out of the road. But also, neither of us have daughters. We have sisters, yeah. and I didn't at that age. Oh, sure. That's a good point, actually. Ah, hmm. oh, fuck. Mm. Now, Nick, 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 Nick. Uh, Brett, Brett was the name of the host of What's in the Box. Good, Brett. If you're out there, get in touch. So yeah, what happened to Brett? I don't know. <laughs> I can't possibly know. You got so fucked up. Nick, I don't know. I just want to talk about The Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's do that then. So, um, look, 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 look. Hey. So. Hey. 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 Hello. Nick, hello. So, Homer, he fucks up the van. He fucks it up. It blows up. And he turns green, he turns into a monster man, he trots around, it's it's all very wacky and fun. Mm. And then uh, Mr. Burns needs to talk to his lawyers about getting Homer into a college. Mm. Now I'm looking at this evil lawyer team and I'm thinking, Nick, would you ever join an evil lawyer team? Uh, I'd prefer not to join an evil lawyer team. No? I do work as a lawyer, but I don't think I'm evil. But you could be one of like the five the five guys. Oh, oh with well, the the people that own the restaurant chain exactly. in America. Exactly, you could you could be an evil lawyer who distributes burgers and fries. I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I've got the paperwork right here. If you just want to sign, why are you a representative of the? 
I'm not signing this. Well, I've learned how to forge your signature, so congratulations, Nick. You've got a new job. Uh, you start tomorrow morning. You know, sometimes when I'm signing letters, I sign about 10 letters. Well, actually, no, sorry. So I'd like for more of my letters to be electronic, but I'm currently signing about 10 letters a day. Sometimes I will sign it and then sit back and look and go, that is a very good iteration of my signature. I get very <laughs> thrilled, low-key <laughs> thrilled by a good reproduction of my signature. <clears throat> I mostly digitally sign things these days, so I just look like, oh yeah, that looks like what my signature would look like if I was doing a very good job of it. Yeah, I, uh, I used to have a scanned digital signature. And it took several sheets of paper for me to get a signature that I was actually happy with. One thing that I really love about this episode... Oh yeah, that's a good signature. So like an artistic interpretation of an N. Yeah. I like how bold and swoopy it is. It looks like it could be the signature of the rapper Nas. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I mean, Illmatic. That was a good pull. Thanks. I assume you're not familiar with his work. No, <laughs> not at all. I know two things about Nas. His breakthrough album was Illmatic, and then about 18 years later, he had one song that I knew because I heard it on the radio once. Good, okay. Uh, I, I know I can be what I want to be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. Well, that's good advice in general, isn't it? It is, actually. It's quite an uplifting song, and that little bit sung, is sung by like a, a choir of children. One thing I really like about this episode in particular, I've been trying to figure out the exact wording of how to express this. Because at first I said on, there's a sense of compression in a lot of the jokes in this episode. Compression. But I also feel like there's one instance where they do the opposite of this and stretch it out. like the um, Compression in an audio sense? Okay, the first one I'm thinking of is when Homer's sending off his essays to colleges and yeah. they see the, you see the people looking at that giant crazy photo of him yes. and saying, he looks crazy, agreed, reading his essay would only waste valuable seconds. Yes. Valuable seconds, funny phrase. It's, yes. You know, reduce it. It's a compression of that concept. Sure, down yes. Down to almost yes. nothing. I see, yes. Later on, when we have the uh, the cinder blocks that are missing from the side of the children's hospital. Yes. Three cinder blocks missing, so the hospital cannot be built. The children are going to die. Very funny. I think it's six, but yes. Yes, okay. Because there are three on the side. And then later on, uh, the one that's sort of the opposite of this, kind of, is when the nerds... I meant to prevent the Dean from Dean Peterson from getting hit by that car. Yes. And they start to run the calculations because Homer's going to hit the guy in three seconds. Mm. And they spend more than three seconds talking ah, through the calculations. Like, is this taking wind into effect? You know, it's just a very precise use of a very short amount of time. Mm. In a way that, yeah, I've used the word compression for those first two. I don't know if that applies to the third one, but I feel like they're all in the same basic class of joke yes i think that's something this episode does extraordinarily well that's a really interesting point yeah it's interesting because i went to say it's playing with time but the first two don't fall into that category but they are still i agree with you they are still in a thing of a fluidity of time almost yeah yeah wonderful yeah Wonderful wonderful episode of the simpsons I've heard of that, that program. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. The uh, Early on when Homer is watching the School of Hard Knockers. Yes, very That nice. is... I've always really enjoyed that bit, but it's also just so perfect for setting up the plot of this episode. This yes. episode has plotting that kind of eventually goes out the window. But that, that part, School of Hard Knockers, good stuff. Mm, I enjoy yes. that. It's a parody of the kind of movie that I've never really watched. 
Mm. But I assume exists because The Simpsons has told me it does. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most movies are like that. (laughs) Definitely every movie in the 80s was like that. Yeah, well, one thing that I was kind of thinking here with this episode is that... It is large, it's a parody of like a lot of attitudes and movies that I was never particularly privy to. Sure. I got, I've actually got quite a lot to say about this episode. I'm looking at my notes. All right. But, uh, you know, we, we, we should keep joking around, saying some dumb shit, you know, the, the things that our fans enjoy. <laughs> fans. <laughs> so there's the, epi- there's the part of the episode where we see uh, Burns' chair at Springfield University. Yes. And it's a very big, intimidating throne. If you had a big, intimidating throne... What would its design be? What would its design be? Ooh, good question. Okay, I'm looking at my notes here and it says that he calls one of the guys a hot dog administrative officer. So I just keep thinking of a chair that looks like a giant hot dog. Interesting. But the hot dog has a smiley face on it. Oh, like the, like the, 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 was it a Snapchat thing? The happy little hot dog guy? Happy little hot dog guy. Wasn't yeah, that, wasn't that like a, sna- a hot dog emoji that became really popular a while ago? That sounds like a possibility. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not hip to Snapchat, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Would your chair dispense condiments? Ooh, there's a question. Maybe there'd be like a a, a little pouch in the pouch in the like armrest sure. that would just be full of ketchup, and then on the other one, mustard. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. that would be my chair, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Based on the fact that I have the word hot dog on my page here. Perfect. What about you? What's your chair? My chair would start with black glitter at the bottom. That would fade through to a forest green glitter on the top. It would have a big overarching thing and lots of spikes. Okay, Nick, be serious about it. I obviously gave mine a lot of thought. (laughs) You're just coming in here with this bullshit. (laughs) You've just made up on the spot. Well, sorry. I mean, come on, take it seriously, Nick. In one of the spikes that's in the midst of the transition from black to green, uh, from black to forest green, both shades of glitter, I might add, in, in one of the spikes, there will be a ketchup dispenser, except I'll have tomato sauce in it. Okay. What about catsup? There will be no catsup. Okay, good. Okay, good to have that clarified. Yeah, yeah. so we'll have a source spike. There's a lot of really lovely, fun, out-the-window shots in this one. Constant scenes of people looking out the window to watch Homer doing something stupid. Yes. There's three of them. It's a repeated motif. The thing I enjoy about the first one, I think it's the first one, is when Homer gleefully giggles, that dog has somebody's ham. Which means the thing he finds funny (laughs) is a combination of the fact that a dog has, anachronistically, an entire leg of ham. That's not common. That's not the common dog experience. Mm. That's funny because the two ideas merge together. Also, Homer finds it funny that that ham has been stolen from someone else. Yes, yeah, stolen ham. And it's a, it's a funny ham. design on the dog as well. It's like... A, I don't really recall. First time I've really looked at this dog. I've really taken in the dog. And I like this dog design. It's a funny looking dog. Yeah, it's all pointy good, and pokey and mongrelly. Good looking dog design. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, good job, uh... David Silverman, I'm going to assume. Are you getting a phone call? Yeah, and I don't know who it is, but I'm going to ignore them. Okay, good. If that's you calling, listener, right now, uh, apologies, we're in the middle of something. All right, I've told them to never contact me again. (laughs) The same way I respond to anyone that calls me. (laughs) I acknowledge that it does make this podcast hard to schedule. (laughs) Hey, Nick, are you free for a never contact me again? (laughs) I just have to show up at your house. 
just something off chance you'll be available. Yes. And sometimes you fire your blunderbuss at me out the window. Weirdly, people who show up to my house, I'm very accommodating towards them. Yeah. It's just people who You fire the blunderbuss over their heads as Blund- opposed to at. Blunderbuss. Yeah, you got a blunderbuss. Is that a, the big gun with a big horn at the end of it? Yeah. Or is it a bus that's full of mistakes? Because <laughs> I like to imagine it's the latter. Just immediately thought of a very cruel joke and then decided not to make it. Tremendous. <laughs> um, there's the there's the blunderbuss. There's the mistake minivan. There's the, okay. What's uh, like? What's the name of a family you dislike? <laughs> the Trumps. Okay, the blunderbuss. So that's like <laughs> the Trump like family bus they take on vacation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Except I think blunder has a bit more of the like... implication is they're all mistakes. Oh, yeah. unwanted mistakes. See, I was imagining like a, a a bus full of like you know oafish gaffs. <laughs> oafish gaffs. Yeah, like blunders, <laughs> like bloopers. I would call those people blights more than blunders, though. No, I'm not referring to the people. I'm referring to the actions to which they get up. Yeah, I know, but I was extending the joke further. Oh, sorry. I was taking a <laughs> joke, and I was. Going in that direction. Um, speaking of throwing things in that direction, yeah, I was genuinely disappointed when I first went to university in uh, 2005. Genuinely disappointed at how little hacky sack was being played. Yeah, a lot of frisbee golf. I'm now getting another call from Melbourne, and I don't know why, and I'm not going to answer it. Some sort of life insurance thing, probably. I don't think so. I have no one in Melbourne who needs to contact me. Okay. So, is anyone trying to contact me at the moment? No. Good. Sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't expect this to turn into a popularity contest. I've got a notification from Bumble saying, "Yes, you should message her back. Now's a good time. Compliments work." Oh. Well, thanks, Bumble. Back in the pocket, you go. Bumble, a thing the bees often do. By the <sighs> way, some, uh, uh, yeah, some types of bees do that. Yeah, not all types of like bees. Like honey bees. Yes. Oh, and like, wasps. Like, my favorite kind of bee. Like honey to the. Uh, like Honey to the Bee, the song by Billy Piper. Exactly. Former sidekick on Doctor Who. Bum, bum, bum. D- does that count as a callback? I'm not even sure. I think it might. It's close enough for us. Hacky sack. I got a, I got a, bit, of a, a bit of a rant here. A bit of, I got some writing. I just started to think about this because we got some nerds in this episode. Some classic nerds. You got the three nerds. They're not given names. They're just three nerds. Mate, there, episode. Are, there are always two nerds in every episode of Pods in the Kia Springfield. <laughs> you and me, mate. Bloody you and me. Ah, uh, Nick, never, never change who you are. <laughs> just that sparkling wit. It's, uh, it's just really funny. Anyway, anyway, um, look, we got these three nerds. And I was thinking, I wish that I had more students like these nerds in my classes that oh. I'm a teacher in. Because they're just, they're really engaged and they're clever and, you know, they're paying attention to the work. It seems like the work they're doing is really good. And I feel like being a nerd means something a bit different these days. Interesting. But being a nerd is still often mistaken for inherent intelligence in a way that Mm. just isn't Mm. applicable or true. You know, these guys, they're nerds because they put the effort in. Mm. And putting the effort in has meant sort of maybe waylaying a few other things in their own lives and sure, uh laying, yeah. And I feel like in modern society where the nerd has essentially inherited the earth, like our predominant popular culture is based on what used to be, you know, considered nerd interests, things have changed a lot. And I mm. feel like if this episode was made today and the Simpsons were still good, they'd be it would be very different. They'd be very different characters. You'd have a hard time 
putting these characters on the screen these days unless you're making The Big Bang Theory the most popular show on TV, so maybe I'm incorrect. But also, if you'd made this show 10 years earlier where the main nerd discourse was extraordinarily toxic, you know, every movie, you know, those Revenge of the Nerd movies are yeah. just horrific. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is a very 90s episode and very 90s portrayal of what a nerd is, I suppose. Interesting. And I enjoy that. Interesting idea. Yeah. I have ideas sometimes. I have thoughts. I have feelings. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, nerds are interesting, I suppose. Did you notice that the nerds slept in a triple bunk bed that had no ladder? Yeah. The fuck's up? A. <laughs> yeah. A. Have you ever seen a triple bunk bed before? No. No, you know why? Because it would top out on nearly every ceiling <laughs> yeah like it must be a very high ceiling room but it's on a college dorm like it's just not going to be because they mm. have they would i imagine restrict those things as much as possible because if you <coughs> if you've got i don't know fucking 10 stories and you restrict every floor by the 10th of a story then you can add another story on top like yeah they're not going to put fucking cavernously high ceilings in three bunks. With three no bunks. fucking ladder. With That's no... my problem. Well, I mean, I guess the thing is, if the ceiling's so low, that if, if it's a standard height ceiling, then the bunks would have to be so close together that you wouldn't need a ladder because the bunks would themselves be a ladder in this weird triple-layered capsule bunk. Unless it's one of those very modern designs where you can sort of compress the bed down. Compress the bed down. Yeah, a lot of compression in this episode. As in, like, when you're not using it. You know, those, like, you always see those videos on Facebook. It's like, hey, you can buy this table and it, like, folds in on itself, baby. <laughs> so you fold it in and you get the person on the top level and then you fold it out and get the person on the second level. And Oh, you mean like one of those... Um, like a Constantina fisher- sort of thing. One of those fisherman's toolboxes where yeah. you open the lids out and then a ladder splays out from within the... Yeah. I mean... It- a ladder-like arrangement of shelves is yeah, probably... maybe that's how this bed works. Maybe it is how this the bed works. This cursed bed of the damned. Wow, that's a bit much. Um, interesting, 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 yeah, interesting, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And they're all, they're all in this room, and Homer's saying, oh, we need to prank the Dean. My name's Homer. This is my voice in this season. Not only that, but the room is big enough for one couch, the triple bunk bed, and then a desk with three computers with three cathode ray tube mm. monitors at it mm. that's gonna be a hot fucking room hot fucking room three old school computers with three old school monitors three Oof. sweaty nerds hutchy muchy sweat sweaty nerds so bud is in the room pure purely because he needs to be and he scratches the blackboard do you know what that is a parody of can you identify the movie <laughs> fuck i just thought it was because people make that noise because uh, no, no. he's got the very specific like eye movement and everything. It's can you identify color or black and white? Color came out in the seventies. In the seventies, very big director. Oh, um, uh, is it Kubrick? No, right. It's a director it... we have not covered on this podcast. Possibly haven't even mentioned by name. <laughs> That's gonna be. But he's like the guy. Spielberg. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, it, it, okay. <laughs> 70s Spielberg. Yeah. E.T. No, that was 80s. Right. Or possibly even 90s? No, 80s. 70s Spielberg. Um, give me the theme of the movie. 
Like, the, it, like, is it a space movie? Is it an adventure if I, movie? If I, it's, if I give you the theme, you'll get it. But if I don't, Jaws. Yeah. Right. Oh, See, when you said give me the theme, I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> all right. G- giant <laughs> sharks. Dun, 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 dun. That's the theme. Yeah, interesting. Is that from the we're going to need a bigger boat scene? No. <laughs> no, I, I need that. I've seen Jaws. I don't remember a blackboard down. You've seen Jaws? <laughs> I thought we Because just... my next question was going to be, hey, should we watch Jaws? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it. <laughs> okay. Do you remember it? That's my answer to that question. Um, Big fucking shark just wants to make friends. Bigger shark. What the hell happened to my shark? Um, the hell happened to my jaws. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Why did that take us two bites to get to? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess we could watch Jaws, I suppose. So they they settle on a prank of going to kidnap this this pig, Nixon's friend, the pig. Nixon's friend. And this is the mascot of Springfield. Here's my question. Hmm? Um, oh, Springfield A and M. Yep. Here's my question. Why do the nerds get so invested in Bart's plan? I think they're just going along with what Homer wants to do. I think mm. uh, they're just caught up in his in I the wake so. of his nonsense. I just feel like it's a turn that's not really properly explained for them. It is very much. They just sort of go with the flow. They just get caught up in this. Uh, they seem to have little autonomy. It, yeah, I feel like if if I said to someone, "Why do the nerds go along with it?" I feel like the answer is a shrug and then exposition. Now, when I when I saw them go to kidnap this pig, I was wondering, why does the university I work at not have a mascot? And I remembered it kind of did for a while. You remember the goose? Oh yeah, the goose. Yeah. The goose that some fucking students uh, tried to smuggle into their, their dorm room and then the goose freaked out and died. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, university legitimately went downhill after the death of that goose. That goose was keeping us all together. That goose was the glue. Did the bate, if you will. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So it was a glue, is what you're saying. <laughs> and also... Glue's my favourite Pokemon. Are you suggesting that it laid golden eggs? <laughs> like so many geese in the Willy Wonka factory. And it was those golden eggs that were being invested by the university. Wait, is that what happens in Willy Wonka? There's a... Yeah, Veruca Salt wants one of the golden eggs. There's a bunch of geese that lay golden eggs. Okay. And they're filmed so that the geese look enormous too. Okay. Is the goose who you remember having a laugh that sounded like it was honking? <laughs> no. I could say the name of the person, but I don't want to. <laughs> Please don't. No. The idea of Homer being a student kind of disappears somewhere at this point. Yeah. It comes back right at the end, very pointedly. It sort of disappears for a bit. And the nerds have to come and live with the Simpsons because Homer gets them kicked out. Yep. Nixon pops up and says, Oh, you'll pay. Don't think you won't pay. And yeah. then they come to live with the Simpsons. I really enjoy the line when the dean says, That sounds like a pig fainting. Yes. Very auditorially specific dean. Beautifully specific. There's a scene in this where the the nerds, one of them unplugs the TV to plug in a rock tumbler. And uh, the kids have been watching the Itchy Itchy and Scratchy episode, Burning Down the Mouse, where Scratchy... Guest starring Tom Jones. Yeah. (laughs) Where Scratchy finally kills Itchy, possibly through song. Burning down the mouse, (laughs) 365 degrees, burning down the mouse. My mouse! (laughs) Much more successful than the previous episode, Sex Mouse. Sex Mouse, Sex Mouse, you're my sex mouse. <laughs> Terrible. So bad. It always 
legitimately bummed me out as a kid watching this episode that we didn't get to see the conclusion to that itchy and scratchy. Interesting. I want to see that mouse get got. Get got. And we never get to see the mouse get got. Yeah, right. Which is unfortunate to me. Right. James. Oh. I'm James, by the way. Waiting for got, (laughs) comma, oh, full stop. Sure. Um... I enjoy in that bit when, <coughs> when he says, oh, I need this outlet for my rock tumbler. And they say, plug it in, plug it in. And he genuinely and earnestly goes, the TV or the rock tumbler? <laughs> I like that in his world, the Bart and Lisa urgently want him to plug in the rock tumbler. Follow-up question, what's a rock tumbler? It's for tumbling rocks. Like for a geography assignment? Yeah, it's how you get your rocks off each other. I see. Yeah. See, these days, to me, a rock tumbler is like just a blog which <laughs> is loosely about music, but mostly pornography. And rocks. A lot and, of rocks. And rocks. <laughs> just, you know, it'd be called like, fuck yeah, sedimentary or something though. Mm. Or sedimentary, my dear uh, Wilson. Sedi- <laughs> why, why Wilson? Copyright reasons. Oh, fuck. What a response. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright reasons. Yeah. I'm gonna get out of all future shit improvisations with well, copyright. That's why. Yeah. I didn't want to infringe on any legal rights. Oh, that's so much fun. And this podcast that literally opens with a folk with a clip from The Simpsons. Okay, so hang on, let's get this straight. We've got Sedimentary My Dear Wilson. Have you got anything for igneous rocks? The ones formed in volcanoes. Yeah, Ignis O'Reilly, the main star of a confederacy of dunces. (laughs) All right, that was a much deeper bench than I thought we were going for. Um, And then, hang on, what's the third one? Uh, Because there are three types of... How has this come up twice? (laughs) (laughs) Why is this the second time on this fucking podcast we tried to list the three different kinds of rocks? Sedimentary, igneous... Um, ah, fuck me. What's the fossil one? Because it's not just called fossil, it's called something different. Oh my god, why oh, are we like it's, this? It's a word for pressure. Um, type of rocks. Uh, metamorphic. I always forget metamorphic. <coughs> well, metapornflick then. Oh, that's very... Yeah, big. that's very Tumblr. That's very Tumblr. Now, a bunch of stuff happens and... Uh, the nerds come back, and Homer's got to take a test, and then he fails the test. And then the nerds say to him, we could change your grades with a computer. Here's the thing. No, they can't. What? There's no universe in which these nerds can make Homer pass this test. Sure they can. They just hack the main frame. It did get me thinking, of course, if anyone ever figured out my login details for my university account, they could just get in there and change the grades. But there are meetings for that. You have a marks meeting. A you marks that meeting, meeting, you double check every mark. During the course of that meeting, are you considered a marksman? <laughs> I've never thought of it, but perhaps. Have you shot your co-workers? <laughs> <laughs> I've shot them a smile on occasion. <laughs> Which is more than I've ever shot you. I sit here frowning every, every recording. I shot the sheriff a smile, but I did not shoot the deputy because he wasn't looking. Yeah, that's uh, actually like a joke from a later season of The Simpsons, basically. 
What is? So the next time you see a sheriff, shoot him. Oh, a smile. Of course. <laughs> I see it all makes sense now. New. 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 Um, can I say I don't like the ending of this episode? You don't like the ending? Yeah. The Which very, part of it? The very, very, very final bit. Like the under the credits? Yep. The, yep. and we're going to, and then they, all the nerds go, party down. And Homer goes, yahoo! And jumps like Mario. <laughs> For the Let's go! Let's go! Dun 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 dun! Bump! It's a me, Homer! <laughs> and he jumps on Yoshi and rides away. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we've just described an episode of Family Guy that actually oh, exists. Almost certainly. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say. I don't like. I that do feel either. like um, one thing that I quite like when shows do is if they do that college movie parody. You know the ending where like they'll do like the freeze frame on each character and tell you what happened to them next? Oh, sure, sure. I feel like it would have been fun to do that, but they didn't. Yeah, no, that would have been fun. Yeah. Because then we could have done a flashback to like the squirrels that Homer was chasing around. Mm. Um, Each other would be like a food fight, and during the food fight it would be like, so-and-so became a wealthy CEO. This guy died from a heroin overdose. It's always shit like that. Yeah. I don't know why I said shit like that. I just described two very different things. This guy... This guy went on to um, uh, uh, free a princess from <laughs> an evil turtle. A yahoo! <laughs> this guy, his brother, inherited a mansion full of goats. <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> this guy's evil cousin keeps having his plans for it. <laughs> All right. Now, I have... <laughs> this guy's just a series of question marks. Waluigi! <laughs> I have three notes for uh, season five, episode four. Rose, you have three notes for Rosebud, but we just watched all of Citizen Kane. So, I'm not calling it Rosebud, I'm calling it Bobo Bud. Or do I, I go with... Or should I call it Rose Bobo? I don't know. I think Bobo Bud is more pleasing. Bobo Bud. Bobo Bud. Bobo Bud. Uh, Robocop. So, yep. so this is Bobocop. Okay, so we're looking at Robocop, the Paul Verhoeven film from 1987. <clears throat> yep, Paul, if you're listening, hello. <laughs> um, same name, different person, I believe. Yep. Unless, unless... I mean, that could be true of any of the people named Paul Verhoeven. Well, I suppose so. I only know of two. Yep. I know of the You only one... know of one, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> I, I know of one who has, I believe he's recently published a book, but I know him from when he yep, did... Yep, it's called Loose Units. I've read it. It's good. Yeah, excellent. But I know him from when he did a podcast about the Great Australian Bake Off. So... Oh, yes. That's niche. Uh, and then apparently some other director stole his name 30 years prior. Is that right? Yeah, that's about right. Robocop. Yes. Bobocop. Yeah, Robocop is the director. So this is... Rosebud, yes, which I believe is a parody or at least a homage of the last episode of Inspector Gadget called The Red Rose. Oh, okay, yeah. It's my favourite episode of Inspector Gadget. Tell me more. It's imbued with the delicious melancholy. Inspector Gadget. I mean, not the theme song. It's hot. Yahoo! Oh, that's great because I, I was just arcing up to make that reference and then you jumped in. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a very different uh, show? Oh, fuck. Oh, that's enjoyable. <laughs> Inspector Mario Gadget. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that's not a game, actually, already. Anyway. Are you? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Um, so, 
Ro- uh, the Red Rose, mm. my favourite episode of Inspector Gadget. It's imbued with a wonderful melancholy. And then you started doing the theme song, and I want to just clear up. No, 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 not the theme song. It's impossible to be melancholic when singing along to the Inspector Gadget theme okay, song. Okay, so does it have anything to do with the Red Room or the Blue Rose? Uh, no, neither of those things. Thank you, James. Okay, so we're not going into sneaky peeks here. Oh, I wasn't planning on it. Okay, that's fine. That's to be fine. fair, to be fair, I never plan on that. Well, I just end up there all the like time. You can't plan for Stinky Pig. Sometimes it just sneaks up on you. You're like the dream. Dreams. And then lives inside the dream. Sneaky Pigs. And, and sometimes it peeks up on you. Sometimes it peeks around the corner. Nick, let's says, be serious here, okay? Here I am. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Okay, so so we watched uh, Citizen Kane the other day, right? Yeah. Did you recognise any elements of Citizen Kane in this episode of The Simpsons? My first note, would you like to, to read that? S-F-S-R-M. That stands for Shot for Shot Remake. Because I was eating a lot of curry at the time that this episode started. And all I could do was write down, oh, the start is a Shot for Shot Remake. And then your second note is from like the final minute of the episode. Yeah. And it's only because... It's a very specific grammatical note that I enjoy. We'll get to that. That's a little <laughs> tease there for any of the listeners. Uh, so, yeah, perfect opening. Wonderful. Uh, yes. The whole thing with the guys I was, outside. I was, I was surprised at how many of the shots in the start of Rosebud I managed to recognise. as Oh, that yeah, is a... Very similar music as well. Yeah, that is a direct frame. But then they really rip it out from under your feet because when the evil old man comes to collect little Monty Burns, which is called Happy in the movie, so in, in this episode for some reason, they call him yeah. Happy, which is Happy, yeah. But they went... Uh, the, the story beats take a very, very different turn at that point. Mm. And so it's interesting to have shot-for-shot remakes with a complete 180 on some of the story beats. Yeah, this scene where the dad comes up and says, Happy, would you like to live with us, your loving natural parents, or go live with this twisted, loveless millionaire? I feel like that scene really coloured my understanding of Citizen Kane. Like, even I feel like the movie itself, the scene where uh, uh, Citizen himself... Charlie. Yes. I knew his name. I just thought it'd be funny to call him Citizen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought for a moment there, I was like, am I helping you uh, with a movie? I think you'll find his name is Charlie. You idiot. You twit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that was the tone I was doing. No, it. no, no, it wasn't. I'm, I'm just joshing you. So when Josh gets taken away by me. Papa, do you think Nick will do any more of that Nick explaining he's so good at doing? Well, Timmy, he can't help it. Why have we adopted different dad personas in this weird alternate universe we're imagining where a child needs you to perform certain tasks on the podcast so he receives blood? Pod task. Oh my god. When I explain it, <laughs> just uh... Should we set up an app called Podtasker? Where it's like Airtasker, where people get drastically underpaid to do menial jobs, but it's your favourite podcast host that get drastically underpaid to do menial jobs. How are we going to get people's favourite podcast hosts involved? Well, I mean, it'll start low. It'll start with us. (laughs) So it'd be like you get people to record like a five-minute podcast on the topic of your choosing for a nominal fee? No, I thought it was more like, um, you know, I need my back fence repainted. (laughs) Oh, I'll get the boys from Tofop to do it. Gonna get Chapo Trap House to get the gra- to clean my grouch in my bathroom. Well, no, you have to fly them over from wherever they live, America, probably. I mean, if you if you want, if you tell you what, uh, look, if you want grouting done, mm. I reckon 
Best place to go for that, best podcast for that, is one I've been listening to a lot recently, Hottest Hundreds and Thousands, because you've got sure. four hosts on that podcast. Four. They'll get the grouting done <coughs> quicker than you can listen to their back catalogue. Okay, well, uh, I guess that's a little plug for a app that does not exist. Podtasker. <laughs> look it up, maybe it exists by now. I might look it up right now to see if it does exist. <clears throat> So yeah, that, uh, God, what am I, what, what was I going to say? Okay, okay, here's a question. Sure. What the fuck is Sheriff Lobo? The Simpsons keeps referencing something oh. called Sheriff Lobo, and I do not know what it is. Sheriff Lobo. An American sitcom called The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo. It was called The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the guy, too. He's oh, my God. Fucking champion. Who is there. that guy? He's very familiar. Um, so, this, the description is, hang on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight word description. A bumbling Georgia lawman and his deputy battle crime. That, that guy is Claude Akins. Claude Akins? That's, That's he, a familiar name. He, no, he, not a familiar name, but he does look like a familiar person, actually. Is he the dad of Clay Aiken? Uh, who has a different surname? I don't, I don't <laughs> who has a different surname. Um, let me have a quick... Let, let's do a quick first episode date, 18 September 1979. Final episode date... 5th of May, 1981. So this show went for less than two years, and The Simpsons <laughs> reference it a lot. Wait, less than two years in the early 80s? In the, the 79 to 81. <laughs> that, makes, that makes it better that they keep pulling back to it. Um, oh, man, this gets so much better. The lead character, Sheriff Elroy P. Lobo. Oh, spin-off character from another television series. Cheers. BJ and the Bear. Oh, really? Do you know BJ and the Bear? I'm more familiar with the existence of BJ and the Bear. That's interesting. Running time between 45 and 48 minutes. That's quite a long show. Mm. Um, In 2002, the series was ranked number 36 in the TV Guide's 50 Worst TV Shows of All Time. (laughs) (laughs) Tremendous. Well, do we need to watch that for our new spin-off? Our new spin-off... Podcast, uh, fifteen odd shows about The Simpsons or whatever. Uh, possibly, <laughs> okay. I, I could get on board with that. There's a character in this called Peaches. Do you think she's a princess, or do you think she's the <laughs> avant-garde pop artist? Do you think that's how Sheriff Lobo would go about town, just uh, collecting coins out of out of pipes and jumping around and what? What so, is it? Sorry, sorry, sorry. So there's there's one character called Peaches and there's one character called Brandy, and they're both women. Okay. Is this like, is peaches and brandy, is that meant to be like a, oh, look at these two. A delicious two. dessert? Yeah, look at these two delicious desserts with their whipped cream and their peaches and flaming brandy. I, I don't know. Nor- we've, gone nor- down, nor- uh, we've gone down a pretty deep Lobo hole here. Mm. That's all I had. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Homer is uh, asked to be a comedian at Mr. Burns' birthday, even though Mr. Burns cannot get the one thing he truly wants in life, the bear. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Because hey, BJ isn't present to give him the bear. <laughs> uh, so, look, Homer seems to be a fairly bad comedian, but yes. I, I feel like these days they would give him a Netflix special. Yeah, almost certainly. I enjoy the way Homer leans into the character of like, oh, I'm doing a comedian thing. Well, I better get a sports coat and a golf club. <laughs> yeah. And he even had his hair brushed into a little comb over. Yes. Like it had a little curl. Yeah, he's on got the little curl. Yeah, a little curl. He's doing it. He's getting it done. Little curl. So we see, uh, we see old Burnsy's birthday. 
Mm. And yeah, he he wants this bear. It's the symbol of his uh, his childhood innocence. What is the symbol of your childhood innocence? <sighs> when did you lose your innocence? I reckon when I was in. So I used to play cricket when I was at school. Yeah. And I am a left-handed person. Okay. When I was in year, I want to say seven. Yeah. We stopped using. So. By the in, way, if you're an American listener. For cricket, imagine baseball, but not as interesting. And if you're in the US and... Uh, no, if you're in Australia and you're not sure what baseball is, imagine cricket, but you don't like it as much. I take issue with some of that. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, uh, at some point in um, primary school, we stopped using the weird little like rubbery plastic plastic kids balls and started using real leather cricket balls which are obviously much harder so at that point we all had to kind of get some better gear and uh get some better rhymes we got the game set so don't complain yet 24 7 never begging for a rain check old school soldiers passing out the hot shit the rock shit putting bounce in the marsh pit Um, nick what the fuck was that that was that was rolling by limp biscuit oh okay yeah Sure, whatever. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. <laughs> um, anyway, fucking whatever. So we had to upgrade our gear. And uh, uh, Dad went out one day and bought some uh, pads and gloves for me. Except the gloves were for a right-handed person. Which means, if you imagine the way you hold a cricket bat, right? The way you hold a cricket bat, there are there's a thumb that's exposed to the mm. oncoming ball and a thumb that's hidden from the oncoming ball. My exposed thumb had no padding on it. Yeah. My hidden thumb, heaps of padding on it. Because gloves, for cricket, only have padding on the exposed thumb. Sure. And that was the moment where I went, I kind of get the feeling that adults are just bumbling their way through life too. <laughs> and that they don't necessarily know everything. Because neither the salesperson, nor my mum, nor my dad... Picked up that maybe as a left-handed person, I should have a left-handed pair of gloves. Um, that was my. Th- I think that was the point where I started to chip away at my innocence. Okay. And then uh, a year later, I discovered punk music and decided <coughs> decided that basically all of society should be burnt down. See, when you started, it was a pretty that, rapid decline. Yeah, when you started that story and you started to talk about like the they replaced the ball, the softball with the harder ball. I got very excited, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be the perfect setup for me to make a." A comment on your story literally ending with you, your balls dropping. Oh, yeah. Thought, yeah. you know, if this yeah. goes a certain way, and then it didn't. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah so that's the moment where my childhood innocence really died, was it, when I couldn't make that joke. Well, well, I mean, you've left your childhood innocence dying pretty late. What are you, 31? Ah! Oh, what just happened? <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> what a thing to have done. Fuck. What a thing to have done. Papa, do you think James's testicles will finally drop in this episode? Son, you're 35. Get a job. <laughs> Papa! Oh, Papa! The <laughs> second set. Now oh, they're all dropping tonight. Papa, I'm going to go and get that job now. Okay, I... T- May I, <laughs> may I borrow the iPod Classic, Papa? <laughs> we started doing this bit on the street earlier today, and you turned to me and said, we cannot do this in real life. I know, and you know what? I'm not sure we should be doing it on the podcast either. It is 
baffling. It is a baffling choice for baffling people. I feel people. like I'm being held hostage by my own jokes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. The Ramones are in this episode. They're good. Yeah, the Ramones are okay, I guess. I like... I think, I think a couple of them had some dodgy politics, but... Yeah, but they're good in the episode. Oh, yes, in the episode they're good. Yes, 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 yes. So after they sing Happy Birthday, you see Burns shaking like a like a whippet that needs to take a piss, and I enjoy that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, right. What He's a like spe- a pissy little whippet. What a specific reference. Yeah, I mean, it looks vaguely canine in that bit, I think. See. And then he orders to have the Rolling Stones killed, and tragically, uh, the Rolling Stones were killed immediately after the episode aired. Immediately thereafter. It's yep. weird that it carried across into real life like that. But Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is weird, but the fact that the Rolling Stones came back three days later and have just continued on well past the point where it should be possible for them to still be alive. And that is the story of why we now have, in every year, we celebrate the public holiday of the Rolling Stones coming back to life, Eastone. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. You uh, know what is, like, I remember... Actually, is it might even be a Simpsons joke. No, Simpsons have S- Rolling Stones on the steel wheelchair tour. That's an old joke. But sure. I remember being because as a kid, I quite liked the Rolling Stones, um, and I remember in like ninety five, ninety six, jokes about the Rolling Stones being old. And yeah. people calling them the Strolling Bones instead of the Rolling Stones. The strolling Bones, the, I like that. The strolling Bones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's now. 20 years on from that and they're still fucking going when you were do- when you were saying it's 20 years you like looked at the date on your monitor <laughs> do I remember what year it is I yeah I pretty much did that yes I'm looking at my notes here and I'm realizing Actually, sorry just one thing I, I want to say on that yep is I do enjoy looking at my watch for things like that yes yeah, so yeah you yeah do. <laughs> I really enjoy it. if someone would be like you know oh when did you go to uni I was look at my watch and be like uh, 2007. Yeah. <laughs> well, what'd you look at your watch for? I don't know. What do you, what do you look at your fucking watch for? <laughs> now I, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here and realizing this is just like Tangent City here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump forward a bit here to the the meat of the episode. Can I? Because if I reach my arm over, I'll be able to pick one of your notes. Can I just pick a random note that you have to write? I mean, I had a specific one, but sure, that one. Uh, the bear's robe. The bear robot's attack on Burns is really vicious. That's what that note says. Yeah, cool. What a, what a fun little game we just played. Yeah, because Frank's got a big bear and it attacks Burns and just rips him to shreds. And it's very him. upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went the way of the Rolling Stones. Yes, collected no moss. Yes, no moss means namaste. <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh, um, <coughs> maybe that's maybe that's the you know. The new version of that phrase is like a rolling yogi gathers. No, upon a rolling yogi, no must stay. There you go. Okay, very good. I guess. Is it? <laughs> now, Homer, Homer wants to get a bunch of money from Burns for the bear that Maggie has, and he wants to spend this money on a recording studio so he can sing the Big Mac song. Yes. Is this the first acknowledgement on The Simpsons of the existence of McDonald's? Oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I assume so. Yes, because it's the because fir- otherwise Krusty Burger is the standard for McDonald's. This must be the first mm. reference. Very curious. Very curious. Yes. Unless those are the ingredients for a Krusty Burger. 
Oh, that's interesting. Although Actually, I've always imagined a Krusty Burger being much closer to a Whopper than a Big Mac. I have always imagined a Krusty Burger being closer to a quarter pounder than a Big Mac. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You're thinking like sauce, mustard, onion. I thought there was some salad in there. On a quarter pound, on a Krusty Burger? Yeah. No. I thought it was like tomato and lettuce at least. Oh, uh, maybe. Because a quarter pounder has no lettuce, does it? No, it doesn't. No. Maybe it is close, closer to a... I don't know. I feel like when you see Homer shoveling a Krusty Burger into his face, it's just bun patty bun, which may, which is where I think it's a quarter pounder. Bun patty bun. Bun patty bun. Bun patty bun. See patty run. Run oh, patty bun. I, I meant to say see patty bun. Bun patty bun. So the, uh, the Jane just... bun, a weather person in Melbourne. Okay. A bun is a thing you might put your meat in to eat a sandwich. What? Now, look, this episode, the the main part, you give me this fucking look, the main part of this episode is that Burns, he wants his bear back. Maggie's got the bear, right? Sure, 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 sure. And he offers a million dollars in three Hawaiian islands, mm. and Homer is like, uh, I'm Homer, woohoo, I'm rich now, mamma mia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh... And then, Maggie, to attach the bear. Can't give up the bear, because Maggie wants the bear. Maggie loves the bear. Yeah. Can't give it up. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. Sure. Fuck Maggie. Take the bear. Give it to Bones. Get the million dollars. Buy her $4,000 worth of new toys. Give her one of the Hawaiian islands. Yeah. I mean, she'll run the economy of it into the ground. She's you only give, a toddler, but... You've got three islands. You give one to each kid. One to each kid. That could be season six. Oh, imagine that. Imagine doing a tour of the islands. Bart's just living in this fucking hellfire of an island. Lisa's island has been turned into a library. It's now known as an Ilila library. Yeah. Um, look, you got, look, you got these three kids. So you got one that's basically lost. You got one that's Gilligan's Island. And then you got the other one that's Swiss Family Robinson. You got three different shows. Three different spin-off shows. Yeah. And then Homer and Marge, they just continue to live their lives. Okay, what about um, Man About the House, the show from which George and Mildred spun off? Where does that fit in? Well, do they live on an island? No. <laughs> well, they okay. Live in, they live in a, a flat somewhere in England. Okay, well, then we get Lenny and Carl and spin them off. All right, we'll spin them off. Yeah, so now we've got five series. Perfect. Yeah. Where's our money? <laughs> fox, if you would like to send us our money. You bunch of fox. <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what jokes are anymore. So, Mr. Burns and uh, his pal Smithers, they decide it's time to get this bear back. Should we start calling him Smitty? No. So, look. Hmm. Initially, hmm. initially they want to zipline into the house hmm. along the roof. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. Nope. Something I've never noticed in this scene until this viewing. This when viewing. they're dressed up yes. in the, you know, the full body black suits. Yep, the balaclavas and whatnot. Did Not you... the baklava. No. I once tried to break into a bank with baklava on my head. Deliciously sticky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you, um, I mean, you robbed that bank. That's I did. how you could afford this nice place. But anyway. Yes. Have you ever noticed that Mr. Burns is carrying Keep a... Keep the Hawaiian Island noise down. We're trying to record a bloody podcast. Sorry, it's the Hawaiian Island noise. Yeah, okay. Well, it's um... the place that I bought. Pineapple on pizza. Have you noticed 
ever. I'm into it. That Burnsy, old mate Burns, Burns, is carrying a fucking sword in that scene. No, I haven't. That's yeah, he's amazing. got a sword around his belt. I'd never notice. I'm watching it. He's like, he's got a full ninja getup going. Wow. Well, then it's good that he only sprayed Flanders with that kind of knockout spray yeah. as opposed to slashing Slitting him to pieces. <laughs> yeah. And who is Burns going to use that sword against? Maggie? I imagine. The custodian of the bear? Yeah. Yeah, right. I think he was planning on her killing the little baby. Right. Yeah. In a um, uh, infanticide, I believe that's known as. Yeah, yeah. sure. Would have been very unpleasant. Glad he didn't kill Maggie. Yes, uh, yes, as am I. As am I. So then the next night they try to sneak in with suction cups along the roof. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you do it again? Yeah. Should, should I come down off the roof? <laughs> ceiling. I meant to say ceiling. Damn. Fuck. Damn. <laughs> so, look. Damn dang darn. Homer comes in and he stays up all night eating cheese. He eats 64 slices of American cheese, which, which is leads, a particularly bad cheese. Which leads into my next question. We did the Butterfingers Eat My Shorts. Shall we do 64 slices of American cheese for an Eat My Shorts? Should we just kill ourselves now <laughs> instead of bothering to buy all that American cheese? Life's a prison, lean into it. If you're having trouble, score 13, 11, 14, it's lifeline. Yeah. Um, life's a prison, lean into it. Let's have American cheese. Can we just eat like three slices? Of Kraft Singles. Well, Kraft Singles, they're not going to do an American cheese, Kraft Single. No, no, but I, I, like, where else are we going to find prepackaged American cheese? It'll have to be Kraft Singles. Here's my thinking. This episode... Homer stays up all night eating cheese. Marge comes out. The episode should take a hard pivot and is now about Homer and Marge getting a divorce. <laughs> Jesus, that is a hard pivot. Look, you walk out, your partner stay up all night eating 64 pieces of cheese. What are you going to do? You going to stay with that person? It's the summer of George. <laughs> it's too much cheese. He went slices. blind. 64 slices is a lot. It's so much cheese. I reckon we could do it. See, the problem is, though, like... To be true to form, mm. it would have to be the cheese that is individually wrapped slices. And I don't like a single slice of that. Like, no, it's garbage. It's awful metallic tasting rubbish. Let's eat 64 each. Does that stuff still exist? Craft singles. Yeah, can yeah, you still buy that exists. shit? Yeah, you can buy bigger stringers. You can buy all kinds of shit, too. Well, don't do that. No, I mean, I'm not buying bigger stringers, James, but you can. <laughs> You're eating one right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is a. Don't f- tell me how to eat cheese. This is an Uncle Toby's fruit roll up, is what I'm eating right now. Another shit thing that you can still buy for some reason. So, Mr. Burns, uh, to counteract. Do you want to eat, eat Uncle Toby's fruit roll ups? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I kind of want to eat it too. <laughs> to counteract uh, Homer's crapulence, Burnsy takes over every TV station and turns all the beer away from Springfield. He takes sure. the beer. Turns it away. Turns it away. Which is apparently something he can do. Yeah. So Barney shows up at the front door. Homer shuts the door on him. And you hear him accidentally fire a shot. You hear a window break. You hear a woman scream. You hear an ambulance come. Pretty grim. Barney just killed someone. Maud Flanders. Ooh. You reckon he killed Maud? I think so. Because she dies off in the series. I don't remember how. Yeah. I suspect it's this. Weird they chose to, <laughs> weird they chose to do it off screen. <laughs> and then deal with it five seasons later. <laughs> five seasons later in a different way while she was still alive. Or maybe she's done another fucking... <sighs> Who did we say came back to life before? It wasn't the Beatles, was it? <laughs> no, it was the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. Maybe Maud is a little bit like Keith Richards. I mean, in some respects, I've always said that. And she mm. came back to life after three days. Okay. I'm pretty that sure. That would make a certain amount of sense. I'm I mean, it sure. wouldn't, but, you know. 
I'm pretty sure that if you go back through Keith Richards' medical history, there is a sequence of events in which he was technically dead for three days and then came back to life. Yeah, probably. Maybe three cumulative days. Cumulative. Mm. Mm. I love that Mr. Burns and Smithers just kind of keep making television. Yes, that's good. And uh, again, kind of wish the whole episode had just... Or I feel like, actually, if this is a weaker season, if this is like season 18 onwards, at some point the episode would have just become about that. Yeah. It would have pivoted and would have been about that. Whereas we got we got a couple of tastes, bit mm. of a joke, and then off. Whereas this episode, pretty focused the whole way through. is on Burns wants Sheriff Lobo back on TV. Yes, Bobo Bud. Yeah. Yeah. And then... I guess we get to your next night. Paparazzo. Paparazzo. <clears throat> so Burns is negotiating with Maggie in the sandpit. A photographer sticks his head up, gets a photo of Burns sucking mm. on a pacifier. Mm. And he says, you damn paparazzo. I just really like that he's gone for the correct usage of the singular term. That is good. Because we only ever hear paparazzi, but that's plural. Mm. And then when he pops up again to take a photo of Mr. Burns having just been defeated by a baby, he says, what a scoop. So this guy's my best friend. I love him. I do enjoy people who shout water scoop. Yeah. To me, that's real comedy. Mm. That comes from the heart. The heart. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And you got to listen to your heart when it's calling to you. How does that song go? Listen to your heart when it says water scoop. (laughs) Good. (laughs) You said that. So matter of factly, <laughs> like that was just the obvious punchline that I was missing, which is true. <laughs> so Bernsey, he gets his bear back. And what I love about this episode is that it ends in the exact same way as Citizen Kane. Bernsey's bear's back. Dun, 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 dun. Exact same way Citizen Kane ends. It flashes forward to the year one million and now Mr. Burns is a robot man. Yes, that is how Citizen Kane is. Yeah, which, which is I what found... I love about Citizen Kane is like, you know, we see him dead in the first scene, but then we see him alive at the end as a robot <laughs> yeah. carrying around his uh, sled. I'm going to go sledding now, I'm a robot. <laughs> mm, and then we get, uh, what's his face? That like, uh, the Smithers equivalent? Jeb? No. Oh, the friend. Um, yeah. Oh, Mr. I've got all these notes Mr. here. Mr. Tuffington? <laughs> it's not Mr. Tuffington. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I wrote six pages of notes. It's on one of these. Uh, um, hello, Jebediah. I'm drunk. Return my love. Why is that there? That's a note that I didn't read out because it's not crossed out. Uh, Mr. Bernstein. Did I? Did, did I? Oh, Mr. Bernstein. Yeah. Stein meaning stone in German. What are stones? They're like rocks. Rock tumblers. Um, and who works with stones? A smithy. Smithers. A stonesmith. Yeah. Bernstein, stonesmith. It's all there, people. <laughs> Bernstein, stonesmith. My favourite character from the movie Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a bigger Bernstein, stonesmith. Yeah. It's, it's what they always say. It's classic. Classic line. So we see this robot, Robot Burns, and it's got its head floating in a jar, and I feel like that's where the idea for Futurama came from. Sure. Yes. They have heads in jars. Yes. 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 Correct. Tremendous. <laughs> Sorry, I looked at one of the notes that I've got for Citizen Kane that I didn't cross out just simply says, what the fuck is happening? And I feel like that applies as much to this episode as it did to that scene of that movie. So, yeah, good episodes of The Simpsons. I have to say that I don't like the future flashback 
uh, flash forward robot men ending. No. I actually think that these are two very good episodes with two very shit endings. Why don't you like the ending? That What's is wrong with the flash forward. Capital H, capital T, hot take. Uh, because the entire story has been quite small and contained. Mm. And then they just they it to me it's one of those things where they've gone, uh, how are we gonna end this? I don't know, some wackiness. I like I just I would have preferred a subtler ending. Okay, like he goes to bed and he fucks the bear? No, I don't want Burns to fuck the bear. You kind of want him to fuck the bear, though, don't you? Well, what I actually think would be more in keeping with The Simpsons. So, the mm. the joke in the end bit is, oh, I know I say this every century, but I'm never leaving your side again. Baby. I actually think it would be a much better turn if it came up with, you know, two weeks later, mm. and then Bobo's just in a bin, and Smithers is like, what about this? And Burns like, oh, I don't care for it anymore. And then that's the end of the episode. I think that's yeah. better in keeping with Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is good. Thanks. That is good. So we've rewritten this the episode to be better. So mm. look, Matt Groening, Al Jean, if you're out there, mm. get us in the writing room, guys. From now on, I'm going to refer to this episode as Rose Better. Okay. What were you calling it before? Bobo Bud. Yeah, Bobo Bud. <laughs> so now it's Bobo Better. Okay. So in the end... Bo Burns, Money, Bobo Problems. Burns gets Sheriff Lobo back on TV and everyone's happy. And everyone's happy. Yeah. So, look out for our Chef Lobo podcast. Uh, coming to the Alotta Green Network very soon. <laughs> Sheriff Lobcast. We'll come up, uh, we'll keep workshopping that name. Uh, what was it? The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. There's got to be something in that. So, this has been Pods in the Key of Springfield. Thank you for listening, as always. Thank you. We are on that network I just mentioned. Uh, I've been James. You've been Nick. Yes, I have been. We're on social media. Uh, you can find us uh, Key Springfield, Twitter, you're on Facebook, whatever. Search for us. Our email address is pods in the key of Springfield at gmail.com. Uh, Woozer. Oh, hey. Yes. Uh, so this is going to be a little outdated by now, but congratulations to the, to the competition winners. Oh, yeah. That's outdated by like four weeks at this point. Yeah. But congratulations to them anyway. Yeah, good work, guys. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And congratulations us to giving it to them. Yes. We did a very good job of handing out the prizes. You know, the word hero is thrown around a lot these days. But not enough, in my opinion. Well, oh. wuzzle. I was going to say, <laughs> but if anything, that only goes to undermine the true extent of our <laughs> heroism. <laughs> Can you cue me out again, please? a <laughs> wuzzle. What a scoop. What a scoop. Yahoo. <laughs> 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 bird in here that's a uh, silly sounding noise it's a uh, noise getting a haircut tomorrow and it's the first time in my entire life that i've booked a haircut in advance wait what you're getting right. a haircut tomorrow yeah and you booked a haircut now yeah i booked a haircut today today i walked into the hairdresser and said i would like to get a haircut tomorrow and they said fuck off the guy said my word i've never heard of anything so ludicrous no, oh, I didn't. Uh, what a particularly jowly hairdresser! <laughs> yeah. Was, oh, did did you go to to jowly dresses? <laughs> I did actually. Yes. Yeah. I, I, They're going to trim my jowls. I find it really weird that you keep going back to jowly dresses. I'm just, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure I can get behind it. Well, I was going to Julie dressage, but you know they would deal with my horse and wouldn't really do anything about my hair. 
And they would put rhinestones upon it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's jewelry. Yeah, rhinestone yeah. cowboys. Or do you mean it was a dressage place uh, and the proprietor was a woman by the name of Julie? I'm unclear on any of this, to be fair. Right. 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 Oh, I'm, I'm some person I am. <laughs> All right, that's a bunch of stuff.